everyone welcome to another chapter in the podcast of Manish Vias today we publish part of a conversation from an interview done by Mark Zürcher who is an architect living in Zurich Switzerland as a yoga practitioner and student he wanted to learn more about sciences from India like yoga nadi yoga mantra and other talking with someone like Manish who grew up all his life in this culture and is able to share the real understanding behind these practices from the yogic path. Since years I was following your, uh, your CDs, okay. also your podcasts. And the first time I saw you live or in person was in Lucerne. I've read quite a lot about you and I've heard quite many of your podcasts as well um, but still I would like to ask how would you define in a few sentences mantra what what is a mantra the word mantra is actually two words man and tra so man means mind and tra means which protects There some meanings are that which liberates, but protection is the best meaning. Okay. Mm-hmm. So the sound which protects the mind. Okay. Okay. So in the word protection, then you can diversify as that the sound which kind of helps you to in bring the energy within. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the best. definition is that uh, the sound which helps mind to reduce the repulsive compulsive thinking the sound which protects the mind from this unnecessary distractions of the outer world and brings you mm-hmm. with it is mantra okay mm-hmm. and It's, is it necessary that uh, the words uh, are already mentioned in the Vedas or not necessarily? Well, uh, see, mantras is an ancient tradition. Mm-hmm. So you will always find them in various Vedic texts or in Puranas or in Bhagavad Gita or in various mm-hmm. but ancient sources. It's not like somebody creates a mantra last month. <laughs> yeah. yeah. They don't have a creator. It's mm-hmm. not like somebody wrote a mantra. So the the ancient text says that there were seers. Seers means who sees. They were known as rishi. Mm-hmm. The rishis. So rishis simply saw or perceived these mantras in their meditation. Okay. And then they meditated upon them and then they passed it on. Yeah. So in that way you can understand that maybe those sound already existed in mm-hmm. the universe. And when you have a certain state of being 
you are able to connect with those sounds or with those combination of sounds mm-hmm. and then you pass it on mm-hmm. so for example the most well known mantra is called gayatri mantra right so every mantra has a rishi behind it yeah hmm? so the gayatri mantra was passed on by a rishi called vishwamitra but in short all the mantras they have certain rules you know especially the mantras related to deities mm-hmm. so there is always an om in the beginning then there is the mention of the deity like ganesh or shiva yeah. you know krishna or ram or and then there is a seed mantra also included mm-hmm. in it and usually it would end with namaha or fat or swaha or hum okay. certain sounds yeah and there is a rishi connected with the mantra who, mm-hmm. who conceived it or who saw it who perceived it so all these requisites make a mantra a mantra and then there is a, what we call kilak which means a kind of a key it's a hidden thing it's not in the text mm-hmm. but there is a key which after intense practice of chanting it opens up the lock of the key the the lock of the mantra the energy lock okay. it yeah. opens it it doesn't open like this you know uh-huh. it takes time so it's called kilak so om then the deity then the seed mantra the kilak and namaha or fat or swaha or hum so yeah. these are the five six requisites of a mantra ah okay you see so yes as you asked me that do they have to yeah, mostly they come from the ancient texts mm-hmm. because either they were perceived by the rishis and some some are uh, see like you ought to also understand that not everything in sanskrit is a mantra mhm mhm yeah so then we have mantric prayers also yeah yeah like shanti mantra oh okay yeah. yeah so as much as i understand those mantras may not be conceived by the rishis mm-hmm. maybe they were written by some people but they are more like prayers mhm but mantras like gayatri mantra or mahamrutyunjay mantra the om gam ganapataye namaha or om rim shrim so and so mm-hmm. these are perceived mantras okay they are yeah. not created mantras yes. but mm-hmm. then we have we have mantras we have shlokas shlokas are like elaborated sanskrit text mm-hmm. then uh, there are stutis so stutis are sanskrit prayers in the praise of the deity okay you know yeah. then we have stotras so stotras are like it could be not necessarily associated with uh, a deity mm-hmm. but maybe mm-hmm. it is talking about some aspect of the wisdom like okay. advaita vedanta for example yeah so there is a very f- then in, in within those things we have ashtakams shatakams so shatakams are like six sutras 
Ashtakam are like eight sutras. Mm-hmm. Then there is Panchakshar, so then there is five. So those are like Nirvana Ashtakam, for example. I don't know if you know about this. No. So Nirvana Ashtakam was written by Adi Shankaracharya. Okay. So Adi Shankaracharya was, is considered the founder of Advait Vedanta, mm-hmm. the philosophy of non-duality. So those are all six sutras in Sanskrit and they are not talking about uh, any deity as such. It is talking about the pure wisdom of Advaita Vedanta. Mm-hmm. So it is not like it is singing praise of something or somebody. It is talking the down-to-earth pure wisdom. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Which has nothing to do with the deities or the, oh, the puja yeah. or the uh-huh. worship uh-huh. or the praise, nothing, nothing. Mm-hmm. For example, in Nirvana Ashtakam, what Shankaracharya says is that, you know, in Sanskrit he says, Mano buddhya hankara chitta ninaham, na chashrotra jivve, na chakrana netre, na chavyo mabhumi, na tejor, na vayu, chidananda rupa shivoham shivoham. So first what he says is that, I am neither the mind, nor the intellect, nor the psyche. I am neither any of the senses that I have. Mm -hmm. I am neither the sky nor the earth or nothing in between. So what he is doing is that he is completely denying each identity that we are given. Okay. And then, so initially in the first three lines he says what I am not. Mm -hmm. And in the fourth line he says Chidananda Rupa Shivoham Shivoham. What I truly am. Yeah. I am eternal form of bliss. I am Shiva. I am Shiva. Shiva also means bliss. Uh-huh. So now this, as you see here, there is no mention of deity as such. Yeah. yeah. And even there is a m- mention of Shiv. Is not Shiv nat- necessarily as the deity, but uh-huh. Shiva as the essence. Okay. As the yeah. character, as yeah. the essence of our being. Okay. Bliss. So then there are things like that also which exist in Sanskrit. Mm-hmm. Or like you have a mantra, Asatoma, Asadgamaya. Mm-hmm. So there also there is no deity. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's a, one of the Shanti mantra. Okay. Yeah. So I I categorize some of these mantras as Sagun mantra and Nirgun mantra. So Sagun means where there is, that you are talking about a character of a entity, a person or a deity or yeah. something. So Sagun mantra is, like if I say Vakratunda Mahakaya Surya Koti Samaprabha, it's a Ganesh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So there we are praising and describing the essence of Ganesha. But Asatoma Sadgamaya, lead me from unreal to the real. Yeah. yeah. There there is no mention of any deity. Uh-huh. So there that that could be categorized as Nirgun mantra, where there is no the deity uh-huh. is absent. Yeah. Okay. But it is pure essence, pure wisdom, pure mm-hmm. prayer. So I categorize them. One category could be Sagun Mantra, Nirgun Mantra. I mean, there are many categories, mm-hmm. but one category okay. can be like that also. But yes, all mantras come from the ancient texts. Could yeah. be Vedic texts, could be Puranas, could be you know Bhagavad Gita yeah. or Ramayana. Yeah. Depends. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. One thing what, which is not clear to me yet is the connection to Nada Yoga or Nada meditation, which is. Um, described in the Hatha Yoga Pradipika, for example. Mm. Um, so, 
the thing about the, the unheard sound or the meditation on the Anahata sound is mentioned there. Is has this somehow somehow a connection to mantras or what is the connection? You can say yes, there is a connection mm -hmm. because see we have to understand is that everything in the existence is vibration. Yeah. Everything is an energy in the movement. Mm -hmm. You know, sometimes even things, even now the modern physics is admitting that even things which appear static, like a rock, it is energy moving at extremely fast speed mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so that it appears like it is solid. Yeah. Yeah. So there is always a movement, there is always change. Uh, you know, one of the highest wisdom of Bhagavad Gita says, in Hindi it says Parivartan Sansarka Niyam, which means change is the eternal law of the universe. Yeah. Hmm. What does not change is the one who is witnessing it. Okay. Okay, now when we say talk about one who is witnessing it, it's not the person. Uh -huh. Because the person is also changing. But the consciousness within that form mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. is same from the time of the birth till the body leaves. Mm -hmm. So the witnessing is that consciousness. You see, like, mm -hmm. I mean, now we are going in a different subject, but it is important. So in that way, everything is vibration. And vibration is not necessary that it has a meaning. Okay. Yeah, vibration is vibration. Uh -huh. Like a river has a vibration. Yeah. Doesn't have a meaning. But so what? So it, it's invalid? No. Mm -hmm. It has its role. It has its place. Yeah. So I think the ancient rishis, the ancient mystics of India knew this power of vibration, power mm -hmm. of sound. So, as much as I know, when mantras were passed on from the rishis to the people, initially the emphasis on the meaning was not so much. Okay. But pure sound. Because when, you see, sound has its mechanism. So, it's like a, like, see, when there is a very well-known fact that when peacocks go into a mating season the male peacock makes a particular sound okay to attract or to call for the female peacock mm -hmm. yeah there is no language there it's uh -huh. a sound yeah now if that sound would change if you think that okay maybe i can make that exactly the same sound and uh -huh. a female probably it won't work because that particular vibration can be only created by the uh -huh. male peacock yeah so this and, and there is no meaning of that sound mm -hmm. in the mechanism of in the mechanism of peacocks there is no theory of meaning yeah, yeah. but there is a response to that sound from the female peacock uh -huh. you see to response to that vibration you see so it doesn't need the mind of the exactly. peacocks it's yeah. it doesn't need the meaning uh -huh. But what works is that sound. Mm -hmm. You see, yeah. the the whole action of 
response from the female peacock to the male peacock mm-hmm. happens because of the sound yeah. because she recognizes that sound and she knows wh- how to respond to that mm-hmm. right that's all there is no there is no thought process there so i think the indian mystics knew this power of the sound yeah so and and as you know that in india for thousands of years though there was extreme richness in all levels mm-hmm. india excelled in every field not the whole world knows about it mm-hmm. most of the world thinks india is a poor country mm-hmm. it was mm-hmm. a backward country that's not true just before the british came india was the richest country yeah. in the world but not only materially yeah. scientifically spiritually mm-hmm. but in spite of all that for thousands of years the majority of people's focus was to find the inner richness mm-hmm. outer richness was already there mm-hmm. and they knew that this is temporary maybe it's there today it's gone tomorrow mm-hmm. they wanted to find that highest the best potential of human being yeah that's why so much of inner science so much of spiritual elements so much of amazing wisdom got birth and grew in india mm-hmm. you see mm-hmm. and beauty is that no philosophy says i am the best mm-hmm. as far as sanatan dharma is concerned what is that you see now this is another word that west does not know west knows at hindu dharma yeah the hindu religion ah yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. i don't like the word religion okay because it's not true dharma means the way of being yeah you see uh-huh. dharma is mistranslated as religion aha uh-huh. yeah uh-huh. but it's not yeah dharma means what is your response in this moment to a certain situation uh-huh. or what is your choice of way of living way of okay. being way of functioning that is called dharma yeah so hindu dharma's original name is sanatan Oh, dharma okay. you see yeah. sanatan sanatan means universal mm-hmm. eternal okay mm-hmm. so that's why i'm i'm going to now use this word sanatan dharma okay okay yeah. so in the whole history of sanatan dharma nowhere it says that this is the only book you read mm-hmm. this is the only god you worship this is the only philosophy rest all is bullshit no like other religions they say no this is the only book this mm-hmm. is the only temple mm-hmm. you go mm-hmm. this is the only guy you worship exactly yeah. you see mm-hmm. in sanatan dharma there is a vast ocean mm-hmm. as you know you have been little touch with yeah even I, within yoga you have so many different yogas yeah, right uh-huh. you have hat, meaning hatha yoga is part of kriya yoga right mm-hmm. so you have kriya yoga you have karma yoga you have bhakti yoga you have gyan yoga mm-hmm. and this is only from the path of yoga maybe there are many other ways to reach to the same point mm-hmm. so in that way no philosophy denies that i am the better no every whichever path you choose that reaches so sound was also so in that way because people's focus was so much on this finding that the real true nature of the self mm-hmm. that's why many people worked on this field of sound also that how sound can help okay an evolution of a human being 
Yeah. And that's where the whole also science of mantra also was, I'm not saying created. It just was perceived and passed on. Mm-hmm. And they immediately knew that, ah, this is very powerful. Mm-hmm. You see, like for example, Gayatri Mantra. Now the original tradition of Gayatri Mantra is that if you are going to chant Gayatri Mantra every day for let's say 1000 times or 2000 mm-hmm. times, best is that you stand in a river and chant Gayatri Mantra. Oh. Half up to your navel, okay. you stand in a river or a lake. Uh-huh. or some water body because Gayatri Mantra is also related with sun yeah right Savitur Savitur is sun mm-hmm. so Gayatri Mantra is for the goddess Gayatri also and sun also now because of that combination of sounds it is said that an intense chanting of Gayatri Mantra creates heat in the body uh-huh. you think the meaning is creating the heat no even if Let's say you have no clue of mm-hmm. Sanskrit. You have no clue of the language. But if you learn correctly, pronouncing correctly the Gayatri Mantra text, and if you practice it, so vibration will work. Mm-hmm. Whatever effect Gayatri Mantra is supposed to have will slowly, slowly start appearing. You will start. So, like for example, feeling this heat. Mm-hmm. So, that is why traditional practice was that it is suggested that you stand in the river and practice it so that the, your body temperature is balanced okay you see uh-huh. now why that is effect is there because of the vibration of the sound yeah not because of the meaning yeah there is a meaning mm-hmm. meaning is there but the prime focus was totally on the vibration and that vibration would be created when the pronunciation is correct correct pronunciation is like an email address yeah maybe i said that yeah, if you make one mistake uh-huh. in email address, it bounces back, uh-huh. right? Your name is Mark. Mm-hmm. If you are going the street and I want to call you, so if I call from far away, hey Mark, <laughs> you will not turn around mm-hmm. because I'm not making the right call. Mm-hmm. You see, this is not even a mantra. Mark is not a mantra. But even without that, even that response is not coming. Mm-hmm. So the Sanskrit language, which has been said to have originated from the sound of the drum of Shiva. You know, Shiva mm-hmm. has this damru. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Actually, the, it is said that when Shiva did this dance, yeah. th- the Thandav, yeah. the, from the sounds of the damru, the whole alphabet of Sanskrit originated. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. So, and Sanskrit is a very, very scientific powerful vibrational language so even if you don't know as I was saying Sanskrit if you don't understand the meaning mm-hmm. but if you learn correctly you will still f- even even if you listen to it forget about reciting it mm-hmm. even if you listen to it let's say half an hour one hour it will start changing something in your system you don't have to worry about the meaning you don't have to worry, have to worry about the musical part of it mm-hmm. nothing you simply remain available so Sanskrit has that power to bring a little transformation in your psychology, in your physiology, mm-hmm. in your uh, in, 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 in your spiritual aspects. It works a lot. So, and that is because of the sound. Yeah. 
the way the language is created, it's not just like A, B, C, D, E, F, G. See, now when I say A, B, C, D, it's coming from all the different places yeah. of the mouth. It's all random. Sanskrit is not like that. Mm -hmm. We have first 16 vowels. See, A, uh, A. Uh. Yeah. So there's a difference, A, uh, A. Uh. Mm -hmm. hmm? When we say Shiv, it is not Shiva. Mm -hmm. You know, the, mm -hmm. one of the major mistake people make here is that say, they say Om Namah Shivaya. Mm -hmm. It is not Ya at all. It is Om Namah Shivaya. Mm -hmm. yeah. oh, mm -hmm. Like your name is Mark, no? It's not Marka. Yeah. It's Mark. Yeah. So if I say Marka, you will wonder whom I'm talking to. Uh -huh. But the moment I say Mark, you will respond. Mm -hmm. So it is Om Namah Shivaya. Oh. It's not Om Namah Shivaya. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So like that we have proper, first of all, vowels. A, uh -huh. A, uh, uh, then E, then E. A short E and yeah. a long E. Yeah. There is not only one E. E and E. Then U, U. A, I, O, O, Um, uh. Now Um. We don't say Um. Uh, mm -hmm. You know? Like if there's a word called Shivoham, you know oh, one of my yeah. songs, Shivoham. Mm -hmm. So if you say Shivoham, then it's correct. Mm -hmm. But if you say Shivoham, mm -hmm. it's gone. Yeah, yeah. The vibration is gone. Uh -huh. Because that um has to come correct, um. Then only it creates that right vibration. See, when you say yeah. Shivoham, there's a certain energy that you feel, Shivoham or Anandoham. Govindam. But if you say Shivoham, uh -huh. see that energy is gone. Yeah. Yeah. So, vowels. Then, then comes the consonants. Mm -hmm. So, consonants we have are in German, in English you have A, B, C, D, E, F, G. In Sanskrit it is, first, there are group of five. Mm -hmm. So, Ka, Kha, Ga, Ganga. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Now, watch. Ka, kha, ga, ganga. They are all coming from my what we call galatral sound. Mm -hmm. They are coming from this region yes. with a little change. So it starts traveling up. Ka, kha, ga, ganga. Okay. When I say anga, yeah. I'm here. I started here, uh -huh. it came here. Okay. You see? Then, like that, then there's a dental. Ta, tha, da, da, mm -hmm. na. Then ta, tha, da. Then Yaralavasa is totally random. Then lips, pa, pa, ba, ba, ma. See, now I'm only using lips. Pa, pa, ba, ba, ma. Uh -huh. Though all different sounds. Yeah. But, so there are families. Yeah, okay, I see. So uh -huh. it was very scientifically designed. Because in that way, all these alphabets is connected with certain centers in the body. Mm-hmm. So then imagine if each letter has a certain vibration, the mm -hmm. combination, how much vibration mm -hmm. would have there? Mm -hmm. Like OM. See, it's O and MA. No? Actually, it's A, U, MA. Mm -hmm. A, U, A, U. Yeah. So it's actually three. Mm -hmm. Just the combination of three letters creates such a powerful vibration. Mm -hmm. So Nada Yoga, the base of Nada Yoga is this. Okay. Yeah. Now you said Anahat. So there is an opposite of the word anahat, ahat. 
okay yeah so ahat means struck mm-hmm. and anahat means unstruck mm-hmm. okay so the journey is from the struck to the unstruck mm-hmm. if you want to reach the soundless first you have to come in contact with the right sound yeah see because sound is vibration mm-hmm. now if i say i love you of course the words have a certain feeling right mm-hmm. but it does not mean that i just say i love you i have to say it in a certain way yeah that means a correct sound creates that correct vibration correct mm-hmm. feeling correct energy you know mm-hmm. if i say i hate you there is a energy in it mm-hmm. you feel it. it it's ripple repulsive yeah. it's not <coughs> inclusive mm-hmm. yeah so sound has that vibration so when you come in contact with the right sound your spiritual journey starts mm-hmm. your spiritual journey starts from the sound slowly slowly towards the soundless mm-hmm. when at some point you don't need any sound because that anahat you discovered within you okay yeah that soundlessness so in that way many it has been down the ages this is the wisdom that in that highest state of ge- being yeah. there is some sound that you hear inside there is something mm-hmm. that you feel inside it's not audible like how you are hearing my voice mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it's not imaginary but there is a sound it is not a sound which is coming from striking of two elements mm-hmm. like no the zen people they have called it sound of one hand clapping Ah. Oh, okay. Yeah. But very very beautiful way to yeah. explain it. Uh-huh. Because it's totally illogical. What do you mean mm-hmm. sound of one and clapping? <laughs> But there is a sound. Yeah. So you see Zen had Zen have their own expressions. Mm-hmm. Sanatan dharma or the eastern wisdom has their own expressions. So they mm-hmm. called it anahat. Mhm. So that answers your question. Um so it's um the somehow the inner vibration is um is enough vibration or is maybe even better or intense more intense than like a her her heard vibrations it's or it's not better or these or that it's just yeah. you know there is a journey okay so you know the more subtler our journey becomes see like if i have to give you an example from the chanting point of view mm-hmm. so i don't know if you know this but in the traditional chanting practice when you when you decide that okay i'm going to chant a certain mantra for certain number of times mm-hmm. within certain amount of days so every day you do at least one or two or three depends on what you've decided okay, yeah. rounds of 108 mm-hmm. minimum 108 Okay. Let's say you d- you have decided okay because I have decided to do this many mantras in this many days that means every day I have to do 5 rounds of 108. Okay. To accomplish this task. Mhm. So when you start that chanting there are four layers of chanting. Mhm. You start with a normal volume. Okay. Like Om Namah Shivaya. Yeah. Om Nam with the mala. Yeah. So that is called uh vachik Jap. Okay. Yeah. Jap means chanting. Japa or jap, whatever oh, you call yeah. it. Jap. There are jap or jap. Okay. So vachik jap. 
is that you say it as a decent volume that maybe in somebody in the other room will also be able to hear it mm-hmm. that's not the intention but mm-hmm. that's like the first layer of chanting then when you go to the second layer it is called upamsu meaning mm-hmm. you simply only you okay. are able to hear it yeah maybe even the person next to you may not be able to hear yeah. it do but i synchronize the breath or not that is another oh, area okay. right okay. now we are not talking about yeah. that but what i'm saying is that it gets subtler yeah yeah so vachik then upamsu mm-hmm. then the comes third manasik meaning mental okay that you chant inside mhm your mala is going but now no sound mhm okay and then the last layer which is not something that you do but it happens automatically mm-hmm. is called ajapaja meaning unchanted chant Mm-hmm. it's same like anahat or the sound of mm-hmm. one hand clapping mm-hmm. it happens automatically if you have done the first three layers intensely okay then the fourth layer will go automatically uh-huh. so even if you are doing your work or you traveling uh-huh. it's like you're breathing within me yeah it becomes part of you uh-huh. subtlest so it doesn't mean it's it's journey so that's what i'm saying is the journey from sound to soundlessness mm-hmm. is journey from gross to the subtlest Okay. But you have to start at the gross. You cannot yeah. deny that okay I'm going to straight sit inside. No. Uh-huh. You will go crazy. Uh-huh. You see even what we call meditation what people don't understand is that you cannot just sit in the meditation straight away. The first what is required is cleaning of psyche. When psyche is a little bit clean then you are able to close your eyes and maybe mm-hmm. maybe hit maybe I'm saying hit some few peaceful moments in an hour where you may know that okay there were these moments where there were no thoughts mm-hmm. but of course it takes time you know and so the more we go through that process those periods of thoughtlessness increases yeah yeah so everything is a journey so from mm-hmm. gross to subtle it's not higher or lower okay yeah but once you reach there then you know okay this is it this is the space yeah. of anatha uh-huh. and in that space there is no person also so when there is no person there is no thing of higher or lower because in okay. a way this is the yeah. this is the only truth uh-huh. that's when we realize that everything until now what i had known was a dream mm-hmm. was unreal like maya that's why they called it maya so in the space in that space that anahat also happens but you see not many people talk about it they keep quiet about it okay you see because they are they at that stage one is not interested in boosting themselves because of some mm-hmm. mystical experience okay you know when when you when you are at the highest place there is no need of recognition mm-hmm. there is no need that okay people should know what has happened to me because the me has disappeared you see yeah. what we call me 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 all the time yeah. Yeah. at that stage there is no me there is no you uh-huh. there is just oneness so we start with a with a spoken sound or chanted sound and then it goes more and more quiet and into the yeah inner inner unheard sound yeah, yeah. but it's a long journey you see yeah. it's not like okay well, today i do this and no yeah. no no yeah yeah uh-huh. and there is a certain procedure also you know mm-hmm. as far as mantra is concerned 
the actual tradition is mantra chanting mm-hmm. not mantra singing mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know what is the tradition that if you are under the guidance of a certain spiritual teacher or a guru mm-hmm. for a few years or something so then at some point the guru will give you mantra mm-hmm. that okay mark you this is the mantra for you i think this will be good for you and the tradition is that he will whisper it in your ears okay yeah he will not make an announcement on the microphone mm-hmm. okay everybody i'm giving man- mark a mantra no yeah. because it's a secret uh-huh. initiation it's called diksha mantra diksha which means initiation of a mantra or initiation into a mantra mm-hmm. so it's a very private affair only the guru and you know Mm-hmm. which mantra is given you are not supposed to tell anybody okay which mantra you practice you practice by yourself when nobody is around uh, yeah at least in your space yeah and you only keep it to yourself mm-hmm. like if i come and ask you hey mark what you don't put it on facebook that my guru gave me this mantra <laughs> not at all uh-huh. second thing is that even if it starts benefiting you mm-hmm. you are not authorized to tell somebody oh mm-hmm. this mantra work for me mm-hmm. so maybe you try it mm-hmm. so no it should come from an authority okay yeah just because a medicine worked for you let's say you have some serious illness mm-hmm. and doctor prescribed you something that doesn't mean you can prescribe the same medicine yeah. to somebody yeah. as simple as that it should come from a authorized source mm-hmm. okay and then you chant mm-hmm. when you chant let's say if your guru gave mantra om namah shivaya So you go home you decide your time you sit with your mala on a certain space mm-hmm. certain cushion and you start om namah shivaya om namah shivaya om namah shivaya you see like this mm-hmm. there is no melody to it mm-hmm. or there is only one melody very simple melody meaning yeah that what i'm saying there is basically no yeah uh-huh. you can say om namah shivaya that's also fine okay mm-hmm. do it a little okay. gracefully so that yeah. there is a nice vibration uh-huh. but i'm not saying om namah shivaya om namah shivaya mm-hmm. chanting is not done like that yeah so the actual tradition is like this yes because mantras have such powerful vibration mm-hmm. when we put them to the music okay yeah then it en- en- enhances the vibration of the mantra also i love to work with sacred texts Yeah. If I want to sing something, why would I sing I love you baby? Or uh, uh-huh. you know like rock songs. That is personal choice. I'm not saying that's wrong. But for me personally to work with sacred text whether it is a mantra or a kirtan or a mm-hmm. bhajan or a sufi song or some very very meaningful devotional song mm-hmm. which takes me to little bit in a higher plane of psyche. Yeah. I like to work with that kind of content. Okay, yeah. You know, even in India we have all kinds of lyrics. We have, you know, the whole Bollywood industry mm-hmm. which only talks about I love you baby yeah. and these and, and how you have hurt me and how uh-huh. you know all this nonsense. So that's okay. That 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 is all vibrating on a certain psychological level. Mm-hmm. The sacred text has a potential to raise your psychological level to a higher plane mm-hmm. so either sacred text would 
bring you to a space of you know this amazing vibration mm-hmm. or sacred texts like i mentioned earlier this nirvana shatakam yeah so if you hear some lyrics like i am not the mind i am not the body i am not the psyche it makes you think mm-hmm. so who am i you see mm-hmm. so the same thing when you hear musically it has chance to go even deeper okay if i say chidananda roop shivoham shivoham means here shankaracharya is saying that i am the eternal form of bliss yeah shivoham shivoham i am shiva i am mm-hmm. shiva mm-hmm. now you hear it mm-hmm. chidananda roop shivoham shivoham and then you hear it like this chidananda roop shivoham shivoham chidananda roop shivoham shivoham the content is the same uh-huh. but maybe musically it goes somewhere deeper yeah right so that's why i chose to work with sacred text okay yeah. you see why because it not only brings me to a different plane uh-huh. but hopefully if i bring it and share it with people maybe it also brings them to a different plane also uh-huh. which i am visualizing in my system which where this text is bringing me yeah so in that way musically it's good to work with the sacred text but then it's the right music yeah. the right content of music uh-huh. now if i the same thing if i said chidananda roopaha shivoham shivoham uh-huh. man this is the feel of a rock music <laughs> this does uh-huh. not go with uh-huh. the text of sanskrit yeah. one has to understand that why sanskrit texts sanskrit mantras yeah. or bhajans or kirtans need a certain ingredient which is the ingredient of indian music okay yeah you see because mantras sanskrit everything is from india so if something is from india and when somebody who has no idea about mantras but if they know that okay so our mantras are supposed to be from india Mm-hmm. So if I listen to mantra it should sound like it's coming from mm-hmm. India no? mm-hmm. not from Argentina or from Nicaragua or yeah. from Appenzell <laughs> uh-huh. as simple as that yeah if i listen to ave maria ave maria <laughs> you see you're laughing no <laughs> yes yeah, why are you laughing it's weird <laughs> that's exactly to me how uh-huh. it sounds okay yeah. all this mantra uh-huh. singing uh-huh. in the west completely weird why because the body and soul are not together yeah body is there sanskrit text but where is that soul of india the music yeah so body and soul should come together if it if we are talking about the music of mantra yeah, yeah. okay So coming back to that so mantra chanting is basically chanting practice mm-hmm. the singing came much later okay but in india mantra singing never became a public phenomenon okay because they know that mantra is a very private personal practice yeah. uh-huh. you are not supposed to be uh-huh. singing mantras in public mm-hmm. kirtan yes mm-hmm. bhajan yes 
But mantras, very rarely you will find somebody mm-hmm. is having two hours mm-hmm. mantra concert. Mm-hmm. This is only Western phenomenon. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it's okay. I also do here. But my intention is to educate people in all these things. I use okay. a, even a concert yeah. to basically tell people all these things. That what is mm-hmm. the real fragrance of mantra? What is the real purpose of mantra? What is the real science of mantra? It is not this entertaining concept. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's much uh-huh. beyond than that. Uh-huh. The whole purpose, the whole idea, the whole tradition is mu- very different than how uh-huh. people know here. Uh-huh. So uh-huh. that's why since I've come here, my whole focus is into removing all these misbeliefs uh-huh. about mantra, about India, about yoga, about harmonium. Uh-huh. I mean, the uh, the work is endless, I tell you. Yeah. The work uh-huh. is endless. Uh-huh. Just recently, we made a video I think for example simple thing like namaste yeah I don't know if you saw that video uh, can you do namaste I don't know no no namaste. yeah you see look at your hands like this no <laughs> yeah meaning fingers together right uh-huh, yeah this even you know that a namaste yeah. is like yeah. this now I'm sure you have seen many aha uh-huh, yeah, yeah I know what you mean yeah uh-huh. why is it so difficult to do this <laughs> People insist on yeah. the front cover of, I don't want to name any, but famous yoga magazines. Mm-hmm. You see this so-called yoga teachers doing like this. Mm-hmm. Why? It's a different thing. <laughs> it has a whole mudra, mudra science behind it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And just like the right pronunciation in mantra, it it is more graceful when you do like how you did. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And look at this. Mm-hmm. This looks like a pizza, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, like this, there are so many distorted things yeah. about India that I have to continuously talk mm-hmm. about. Which so and, and I'm glad that people who come in contact, they are now understanding yeah. that I am okay. Yeah. Yeah. And the thing is that in, a lot of times it's not people's fault. People who are simply genuinely interested in something, but if these mm-hmm. are the people who are representing, then they'll think, okay, Namaste is like this. Mm-hmm. So who is responsible? The people who are teaching all these mm-hmm. things. Mm-hmm. Definitely, yeah. So you know, it's a responsibility, yeah. especially if you learn something from a different tradition than yours. Mm-hmm. It becomes even a bigger responsibility mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that when you. First of all, there is no need to share. Just absorb it first many years before you even think of teaching. Mm-hmm. Frankly, everybody is into hurry into teaching something. Yeah. And I think there is a very subtle ego hidden there. That because, you know, ego likes to be on top of somebody else. And another thing is the profession also. That people make immediately it a profession. In that way, you know, this whole tradition of certificate... I mean, sorry, I'm telling you blunt truth in your face, okay? Because many people don't understand the traditions of India. Uh-huh. And since last 20, 30 years, many things have been twisted. Yeah. Even now by Indians also. That is why the whole problem. Uh-huh. See, this whole idea about this certification courses uh-huh. of uh-huh. yoga and this and that. See, even in music. I was with my spiritual teacher. Uh-huh. I'm still... Okay. Now, since 22 years. Before that, my previous spiritual master. With my spiritual teacher, 
I have been part of an assisted maybe 30, 40 meditation yeah. retreats. Uh-huh. Sometimes even 40 day retreats. You think I have a certificate? <laughs> no. Not yet. <laughs> I was with my music teacher for many years, uh-huh. learning. Yeah. Okay. Maybe two times in my whole training of 10 years, he said, Manish, good. Forget about certificate. Uh-huh. Just this much. Good, Manish. Keep on working. For me, that was the biggest certificate. I don't have anything to hang on my wall. <laughs> yeah. What uh, Now, whatever I've learned, mm-hmm. if I'm able to bring it out and create something meaningful, then you don't need certificate. And then you will not believe. Sometimes I do a three-day meditation retreat. People, sometimes, some odd cases come. They come for three-day meditation retreat. They ask me a certificate. <laughs> that mm-hmm. Can we have a certificate that we... So what? <laughs> <laughs> so you see, maybe yeah. it works in some things here. That you go, you learn carpentry yeah. and you get a certificate. Yeah. Uh-huh. But when it comes to yoga or meditation or music, any music, yeah. or many other aspects of Indian spiritual science, mm-hmm. it doesn't work like that. One has to be completely dedicated to the learning. Mm-hmm. And the tradition is that actually at some point the teacher tells you that okay now you're ready. Let's say if I'm learning with a music teacher. So after maybe if six, seven, ten years, he will say, Okay, now you are ready to perform. You know, I never ask I'm never supposed to ask my teacher, Sir, when can I go on uh-huh. the stage? He will say, Okay, Manish, okay. now you're ready. Yeah. So in a way that's a certificate. Not that he gives me printed nicely mm-hmm. and we put a garland and take a picture. No. <laughs> Nothing like that. So he allows you to... Yeah, he allows go, Because go. he feels that, okay, now this fruit is ripe. And also when the teacher allows you to share it. Mm-hmm. Because then you become a representative of that lineage. Mm-hmm. So imagine when actually you as a student are performing for the first time. Your teacher is sitting there in the audience, mm-hmm. in the first row, <laughs> keeping an eye on you. And in on one side, I'm sure he has a lot of excitement. And on one side, a little bit anxiety that because, you know, when I'm performing, I'm representing his legacy, uh-huh. his lineage. Yeah. So if somewhere I go wrong, that means people will say, ah, his teacher was... Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You see, so there is a lot at stake. Mm-hmm. So when I come to share something, it's a huge responsibility. Yeah, yeah. And that responsibility is ripened by intense training, dedication, patience. Main thing uh-huh. is patience. Uh-huh. Like, you know, I'm teaching here harmonium. And uh, luckily, I've got a lot of patient students. Uh-huh. And I also, if they forget, I remind them. But many times I get some people that, okay, I want to come learn for three times and then sing in my yoga class. It is not possible. Yeah. So, you know, all these years, my work here is more about making people understand what is required when it comes to learning, you know, aspects of Indian spiritual science, music, mm-hmm. other things like, mm-hmm. you know, yoga or no, I'm not a yoga teacher. I have a certificate, mind you, but I consider mm-hmm. myself a student mm-hmm. and although I have a certificate, I can hang on the wall. No, I've kept it somewhere. I even don't know where it is. 
mm-hmm. because you know, I, I first like to work on myself. I don't feel eligible. Yeah, I have some authority in other fields, though they belong to the aspects so of like pranayama is there, mm-hmm. dhyana is there. You know, everybody thinks yoga means asana. Right? Mm-hmm. It's not. You know that. It's not only asana. So, but so in whichever area, maybe I have more practice. I'm able to share and guide people. In mm-hmm. areas I don't have, I, I don't mm-hmm. touch that area, mm-hmm. you know. So one has to know where you are capable and one where you yeah. are. Yeah. And especially when it's from a different tradition, it requires more patience. Mm-hmm. Instead of this hurry to immediately mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. start helping others, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. you have to help yourself first. Uh-huh. <laughs> you know, when you are helped, even your being is helping others. I'll tell you a story. Have you heard of Ramana Maharshi? Sorry? Oh. Have you heard of a person called Ramana Maharshi? No. There is this picture here on the bottom middle. He is Ramana Maharshi. Okay. Okay. Ramana Maharshi was an enlightened being in South India. Yeah. He died somewhere around 1950. And he was one of the first uh, kind of enlightened being that the West came to know. That mm-hmm. ah, there is a sage, oh, somebody okay. in yeah. India and he's very mm-hmm. wise and he's enlightened. So he had a little bit of Western following also. Mm-hmm. So in the West, some spiritual students know about him. He died in 1950 sometime. Mm-hmm. Very simple man. South India being very hot place, he used to be always in his lungi. Mm-hmm. One thing. And he was not interested in anything, but because he had something very, very beautiful vibration about him and mm-hmm. wisdom also, people started gathering around him mm-hmm. over the years. Then they built an ashram and, you know, then the whole setup. Mm-hmm. He was, yeah, okay, whatever you want to do. I'm sitting here. You know, there was this time of World War Two. Yeah. Yeah. So somebody from the West came, asked him that, what are you doing about this situation? How are you helping the world? He said, I am helping. Mm-hmm. You you cannot see it. But he, the person said, but how? He said, I am helping by being. Just mm-hmm. being myself. I am just sitting here in my pure state of being. And the help is happening. You can't see it. Because you don't have the eyes to see it. You only see if I give some food to somebody yeah. or if I'm giving some medicine to yeah, somebody. Yeah. That is all gross. Uh-huh. And you will only be able to see that. But what is just this beingness is doing, mm-hmm. just by simply sitting here, how it is helping, you cannot see it. Mm-hmm. But the help is happening. Okay. You yeah. see? Yeah. So that's what I mean. Like uh-huh. sometimes when you when we reach into a certain state of being, not necessarily that we need to go out there and do something. Mm-hmm. Just by being in our most silent state of being, the help is happening. Mm-hmm. Because it is all vibration. See, we are coming back to again that thing. Mm-hmm. It is all mm-hmm. vibration. Mm-hmm. Yes, not everybody is sensitive enough to f- feel that. Because the most of the world lives on a very low plane of consciousness. So the, in the low plane of consciousness, the two factors which work the most, greed and fear. Right now the fear is working. Mm-hmm. Yeah? See how the world is panicked? Yeah. For yeah. nothing. Uh-huh. For nothing. 
so and these people who are using they know mm-hmm. that this is the best way to control the people so first fear now you will see the greed will come once the job of fear is done they will introduce something which has a greed element lower consciousness functions at this level so they will not feel if some enlightened being is there in your mm-hmm. next door apartment and you meet him you maybe those mm-hmm. people will never recognize him mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but maybe you maybe you will feel ah, man this person is something about him mm-hmm. or her you know maybe you would like to sit with him maybe he doesn't talk anything mm-hmm. but just by sitting with him you may feel something yeah, yeah you see yeah. Mm-hmm. but for to feel that a different level of consciousness is necessary mm-hmm. and very few people vibrate on that level mm-hmm. yeah so yeah as i said we come back again to that science of vibrations yeah, yeah. exactly yeah. i have been fortunate enough to be in the company of some very wise people some enlightened people from india also some great music maestros so whatever i share is kind of whatever i understood maybe i understood wrong i don't know mm-hmm. whatever has been showered is from the masters Mm-hmm. from some very profound people who they are just amazing people and very simple the best part is those people some of this you see here very down to earth simple yeah. nobody even knows about them but india is such a land you know that these profound people can be totally invisible yeah you will find them in a vegetable market uh-huh. bargaining for 5 rupees mm-hmm. and you will think ah but how can this guy be an enlightened guy <laughs> because you see we have certain definitions about certain things mm-hmm. so if something doesn't fit in it we reject it yeah yeah but at that stage there is no definition uh-huh. yeah like for example you see this picture on the right side yeah the one with the guy with bare chest uh-huh. black and white picture yeah don't know if you know him his name is nisardatt maharaj no i don't know yeah, yeah. okay Yeah he lived in Mumbai yeah in a very very ordinary place almost poor you can say uh-huh he died in 1981 in the last 10 years of life again you know he kind of became a little bit known in the western world so a lot of people from europe and america used to come and visit him and mm-hmm. his place where he used to sit and talk was mm-hmm. even smaller than this room mm-hmm. and there would be 50 people <laughs> like really squeezed mm-hmm. he could not even speak english okay so he was speaking in his local language yeah. and there was somebody translating in english okay. he used to smoke bidi mm-hmm. you know bidi yeah the indian cigarette huh? yeah. so many people knew him as bidi baba yeah he was known as bidi baba so now if somebody who is you know very health conscious uh-huh. person like vegan and these and that if they say ah this man is smoking bidi uh-huh. he cannot be enlightened <laughs> you see yeah. this is how our cultural our cultured mind thinks uh-huh. you think an enlightened man should be looking like this mm-hmm. and you know he should have a certain this is all our definition but a true enlightenment never fits into a mm-hmm. definition <laughs> he could have the biggest ashrams of all or he could be living in a hut in a jungle so there there is no definition uh-huh. Uh-huh. you see so 
frankly, some of the people I have been in touch, they have been very down to earth, simple mm-hmm. people, but profound wisdom. So I share all that. That's all. So it's just that when these things about India are distorted, you know, like mantra yeah. and yoga yeah. and this music things, and then my humble effort is to prevent that distortion. Okay. Yeah. Like there's a lot of distortion in the mantra thing here. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then they start singing it like rock and roll yeah. and hip hop. And it's not right. It's like, can I sing Appenzell music in Indian style? Mm-hmm. No. Yodle. Can uh-huh. I do that? Can I do that? No. It has to sound like it. Because see, every culture, every thing has its character, its fragrance, yeah. Yeah. its beauty, which evolved since so many hundreds of years. Mm-hmm. See, you Swiss people, how you are protective about your culture? There yeah. are certain things you want that they don't change. Yeah, yeah, I yeah? know. <laughs> the cowbell, for example. Yeah, uh-huh, yeah, yeah. Huh? If, so, if I say, I, this cowbell is disturbing uh-huh. me, the government will throw me out. <laughs> say, okay, if you don't like it, you leave. Uh-huh. Look at the burqa ban. Mm-hmm. The burqa ban is the latest example. Mm-hmm. You people don't like it. So you said no. Because in Switzerland, everybody is open. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's clear, no? Because you want to protect your cultural identity. Mm-hmm. There is a beauty about it. The same way I like to protect my culture. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So when when I hear somebody like ah, Om Namah Shivaya, it hurts uh-huh. <laughs> because it's not how it's supposed to be. Either you say Om Namah Shivaya in your room, as I said, mantra chanting, or if you want to sing, I'm not saying you, but somebody who wants yeah. to start singing the mantras, mm-hmm. then you have to learn it from the right perspective, mm-hmm. which is Indian music. So then you can understand if if you will hear Appenzell music in India, somebody completely twisting it. Uh-huh. And because you know how it is supposed to be, even though you are not a musician. So you will tell that person, excuse me, it's okay if you enjoy it, but it's not how it's supposed to be. And if you are from there, if you are an Appenzell musician, you will teach. Okay, look, if you want to learn, I can teach you mm-hmm. the right way. Many times people come and tell me, yeah, we play harmonium western style. Mm-hmm. See how people play here, harmonium. Mm-hmm. I mean, you are in the yoga scene, so you know. Yeah. Yeah. yeah? Uh-huh. So a little bit how they play. Organ style. It's like organ style. This is not harmonium. Now, harmonium, how I would play. So it's, there is no Indian and European style. Uh-huh. There is a right style and wrong style. Yeah. Same way in yoga, you know, too much focused on asana and all that. So I tell, look, as you know, you are a yoga student. Mm-hmm. It's an eightfold path. Mm-hmm. So it starts with yam niyam, then asana. Then pranayam, then pratyahar, dhyan, dharana, samadhi. So that means asana is only one element of the whole mm-hmm. path. Mm-hmm. 
but you know the whole of west is completely focused on asana yeah. when you open a yoga journal is basically asana asana yeah. maybe one article on pranayama maybe little bit on dhyan mm-hmm. and samadhi is nowhere there <laughs> why it's not there because nobody knows it <laughs> they only know asana so it's full of asana yeah yeah selling yoga mats the blocks the bags the t-shirts the bikinis focus is not not on making it a business focus is to pass on the authentic wisdom in mm-hmm. the most authentic way to people mm-hmm. where is the distortion happening yeah yeah you know why you never see a normal housewife in a yoga magazine who maybe is a little fat mm-hmm. maybe not so beautiful you always see this skinny young blonde mm-hmm. you know Yeah. possibly beautiful looking sexy mm-hmm. you know always always never by default you will see a normal 50 year old housewife doing yoga mm-hmm. right so you know this is also giving a certain complex to people that are ah, if you want to be yoga practitioner you have to be like this yeah. otherwise you cannot practice yeah. yoga yeah. now because people here don't know all these things so they think okay well this is how it's supposed to be mm-hmm. this is how the namaste mm-hmm. is supposed to be this is how the mantras are supposed to be <laughs> they never look at this at least you have lucky you have been to mysore for one month so you at least know a little bit of what is that tradition i mean the right approach would be that you go there for few years definitely yeah. and absorb not only the teaching but also the culture mm-hmm. the place mm-hmm. because a lot of things about the wisdom of india exists in the surrounding not everything you learn from a teacher mm-hmm. not everything you learn from books or from internet see that is why india differs than many other places mm-hmm. like th- there is a cow sitting in the middle of the street can you think of that happening in switzerland <laughs> it'll be a big news in zwanzig minuten <laughs> yeah and there you know nobody even uh, pushes the yeah, cow they will go around it uh-huh. now there is a beauty in it as you need a certain eye to see that mm-hmm. so if you ever get a chance you are young man spend more time there mm-hmm. if you really want to go deeper into this whole philosophy the whole understanding of india then you will see many things come just from atmosphere mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it possible be in the company of some wise people mm-hmm. N- not this idea of gaining something uh-huh. but just being just remaining a receiver mm-hmm. if flowers come okay thank you if shit comes okay thank mm-hmm. you you remain a receiver mm-hmm. and you will see so many blessings will be showered and then you will come as a different man and then yes maybe then you will be able to share that authentic uh-huh. tradition the fragrance of india through whatever you are learning yeah then you will be able to wake up these people that it's not like this and it's not like only asana and it's mm-hmm. not like being sexy mm-hmm. on a yoga journal or something or buying the most expensive mat <laughs> you know you mm-hmm. think sri krishnama tks krishnamacharya had a fancy yoga mat he was <laughs> doing on the stone floor all uh-huh. the asanas no? so that that is my work here uh-huh. to to somehow bring people in contact with that authentic fragrance of this yeah. wonderful culture and there is much more you know even in with many things even i am unaware of because it's such a vast 
ancient culture mm-hmm. and so much has happened in these thousands of years not everything that yeah. we know so when i come to know even something about my own land i'm like wow mm-hmm. what is that mm-hmm. and i grew up in a very beautiful cultural atmosphere you know yeah. not like okay. in a modern city or something no okay. i grew up in a yeah. small town surrounded by temples kirtans did that sanskrit la la you know mm-hmm. music i was learning so in a very down to earth but still you know certain things maybe they are not in that area in some other area mm-hmm. so even i'm always amazed mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and then yes if it goes deeper then when people ask me about that then yeah i give them the real picture that like, oh, this mm-hmm. is how it is mm-hmm. now it's up to you how you mm-hmm. decide i am not interested in changing anybody <laughs> or helping anybody uh-huh. because that's a missionary work i am not a missionary whatever i have received if i sh- share it if somebody is helped it is their thing it's not me yeah you know it's like if you go to a doctor because you want to be helped uh-huh. do you just go to a right source that's it so you deserve uh-huh. the credit that you are open to receive something if your need is for the right guidance you will find the right teacher that is a unspoken rule in the indian spirituality okay so if you are if you are seeking something lower yeah you will find that too. that is why in our tradition they said whatever you pray for be careful what you ask for because you will get it <laughs> okay huh? yeah. existence is very compassionate uh uh-huh. so it will give you so it's better to ask for the highest <laughs> not compromising mm-hmm. so that's why in our tradition he said that you cannot find a guru the guru finds you but that will happen according to what you are really seeking if you are seeking that okay i just want to be in a nice scene where there's lots of friends and fun mm-hmm. and party and yes once in a while we meditate something so that kind of scene is also available here on in india also mm-hmm. but if you want something really sincere mm-hmm. if you say no i I think I really want to work on myself and even it means somebody really hitting me hard not physically but mm-hmm. psychologically mm-hmm. and really destroying all my belief system and concepts I want somebody like that mm-hmm. then that kind of you will be brought to that kind of mm-hmm. guru at some point you cannot say I found him he cannot say I found you but yeah. it was meant to happen Okay. It's a mystery of existence. Uh-huh. There is no rule about it. Yeah. In 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 our uh, in Jainism, I don't know if you know Jainism. Like yeah. Buddhism there is Jainism, yeah. a very small religion. So, like Buddha there was Mahavir. Mm-hmm. The main person from Jainism was Mahavir. Okay. So Mahavir has a very beautiful expression about this. You know, you know the word sadhak. Sadhana means spiritual practice so sadhak means the practitioner mm-hmm. yeah. the seeker okay. let's call it seeker yeah. so he used to say that for a seeker there are two possibilities in hindi we say shreyas and prayas prayas means something that you like shreyas means what is good for you so he was saying that seeker should be careful that maybe what it is prayas means what is that you like mm-hmm. it may not be good for you and what may be good for you shreyas it may not be something that you like 
So you would be careful to choose between prayers and shreyas. So sometimes there could be something that is not matching to your likes and dislikes, but it may be good for your growth. So a real seeker would choose shreyas and not prayers. Prayers means something that you are fond of or Uh something that you like. You understand what I mean? Mm -hmm. So that's the same line I'm talking about. Mm -hmm. Better to seek for shreyas than prayers. Mm <laughs> okay, yeah. Yeah. You gave me many answers. <laughs> I think mm-hmm. uh, most of uh, my questions have been answered without yeah. asking them. <laughs> <laughs> That doesn't mean you stop doing what you're doing. For example, you are doing your yoga training, the asana, everything continue, no problem. But just to remember to not make a big deal out of it. Mhm. And to remember also that this is not the only thing. Recently, I came to know another quote from Ramana Maharshi. He said that Hatha Yoga, mm-hmm. it is useful for those who cannot otherwise steal the mind. Meaning if you don't know how to quieten your mind in any other way, mm-hmm. then Hatha Yoga is okay. Uh-huh. <laughs> Okay. You see? Yeah. So that means that it's actually at a very, and we he's talking hatha yoga, meaning the whole yoga, mm-hmm. not asana. Mm-hmm. The whole limb ashtang yoga all combined is for those who otherwise don't know how to quieten their mind. Mm-hmm. But if you know, then <laughs> No need of TTC, mm-hmm. no need of certificate, <laughs> nothing, nothing. Uh-huh. Again, don't get me wrong. That doesn't mean you do, don't do. I also do asana. Uh-huh. In my morning, I do a little Surya Namaskar and something else, pranayam. Mm-hmm. But what is our ultimate aim is to quieten the mind. No? Mm-hmm. At some point, everything is meaningless. In the way. Mm-hmm. Meaningless in the sense that they are simply tools. Yeah. Like again I'm I don't know today is Raman Marsh's day I will bring you his another quote. Okay. <laughs> that he used to explain this that suppose you are walking in a jungle with mm-hmm. bare feet uh-huh. no shoes. So suddenly a thorn goes in okay. your foot. So you stop. It's really deep mm-hmm. so you don't know how to remove it. So what you do? You can do this maybe you take another thorn and with the help of it you remove. But once the both once the thorn is removed You throw both of them. You don't worship the thorn. <laughs> yeah? Mm-hmm. You don't put it on your altar. Oh, this yeah. thorn help me to remove mm-hmm. this thorn. So now both are very holy. No, you throw them. The purpose is served. Tools remain as tools. Okay. You know, yeah. they are just yeah. a step. Uh-huh. Sadhan, sadhya, sadhak and sadhana. These are four, you know, sadhan is the tool. See, from one word, these four words have come. Mm-hmm. Sadhana. Mm-hmm. You know what is sadhana, right? Have you yeah. heard this word? Sadhana. Yeah. yeah. So sadhana means practice mm-hmm. or seeking. Sadhan from the same word mm-hmm. means the tool. Which tool you use oh, okay. the practice. Yes. Sadhya. Yeah. Where you are trying to reach. What is your goal? Okay. That is sadhya. Oh, yeah. And sadhak meaning who is doing it. 
so the focus is on sadhya and for that you need a sadhan because you are doing a sadhana because you are a sadhak mm-hmm. you see so how but ultimately when you arrive on sadhya then sadhan is irrelevant mm-hmm. the tool is irrelevant <laughs> okay <laughs> try to connect to the source as much as possible you know try to whatever you're trying to learn or understand always go to the source go to the real mm-hmm. go to the authentic go to the roots yeah. like if i want to learn apanjal music would i go to japan <laughs> or would i learn it in exactly. india no yeah. i would come uh-huh. here no uh-huh. but as much as possible i know the thing the thing is that in the west a lot of systematic organizations have developed yeah and yeah. Uh, so i have no comment about it because i don't know how they teach you know mm-hmm. but if you have a chance then give that preference sure yeah. i will yeah. <laughs> but we should not carry this idea that okay i'm here to help everybody mm-hmm, mm-hmm. i because i i get a lot of this things from mm-hmm, people yeah. especially mm-hmm. in the west there is a very strong yeah. idea i want to help people yeah i want to raise the vibration Uh-huh. Are you are you higher than God? <laughs> mm-hmm. Who the hell do you think you are? I'm not telling you, but yeah, to yeah. these people, uh-huh. you know, we are not even a speck of dust in front of this whole uh-huh. universe. So why to carry this idea that I'm here to help and here to raise vibrations? No. Mm-hmm. So you know, do what you can do. Do what you need to do. So what I can do, I do music. Mm-hmm. and because i said i like to work with secretaries so i like to work with secretaries so the first it helps me mm-hmm. yeah and maybe out of that if something happens a recording happens a creation happens i put it out okay yeah then i i leave it to existence uh-huh. then okay if it is going to help somebody great if it doesn't help that is also great mm-hmm. i am not responsible <laughs> yeah. i did what i could do uh-huh. with the intention that maybe it brings you to some good vibration but i don't put it on my website yeah that i am there to help you no uh-huh. when when i'm working on a certain mantra that intention is always there in the background but then rest i leave it to existence mm-hmm. you know like if at the most i go and put it in the post box <laughs> okay now from there what yeah. happens it's not my respect uh-huh. maybe the post reaches you maybe it doesn't reach you uh-huh. if post reaches you existence took care mm-hmm. if post didn't reach you that is also existence mm-hmm. i am nowhere in the picture okay okay my at the most what was in my hands was to go to the post office and put it uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> you see you understand what i mean yeah yeah exactly. so in india we see things like that uh-huh. that we, we are not we are not the saviors of the world mm-hmm. you know many times during this whole lockdown mm-hmm. because music concerts were not happening many times i got offers that manish let's do an online concert because mm-hmm. we need to raise the vibration mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. or many times it was shocked in, initially in the beginning i got offers that let's do some online mantras to bring peace to people i said look It's already so peaceful because of this mm-hmm. lockdown. <laughs> It has been never so peaceful. <laughs> so why do you need even a mantra mm-hmm. to disturb that peace? 
you know the fear yeah. has distorted the human intelligence so yeah. much that anyway it's a different subject mm-hmm. so frankly imagine in this whole vast powerful force of nature who are we to help people yeah. yes what you can do is you use the tools to create something mm-hmm. so i do it the music then put it out there yeah but don't carry this burden of a savior <laughs> uh-huh. don't okay. carry many times people tell me manish you are you work with mantras and i think it's a big responsibility that you have to heal people and mm-hmm. so no 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 <laughs> i will create the music simple mm-hmm. then you know who who knows who what is their destiny mm-hmm. maybe they are not supposed to be healed yeah maybe it's their mm-hmm. karma yeah mm-hmm. so they have to fulfill their karma mm-hmm. who am i to claim that that okay no matter whatever is your karma my music will heal you so i sometimes say it in a funny way look i create the music with that intention so if it if if the healing happens great mm-hmm. if the healing doesn't happen there is no refund it's not like you give me the cd back and i give you 15 francs <laughs> back no, 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 no. because i never claimed uh-huh. it you know sir i this yeah, yeah. in a funny way yeah but the deeper understanding is that why why to be the doer of something mm-hmm. you just enjoy what you do then put it out and then let nature take care of it mm-hmm. if healing is supposed to happen great if healing is not supposed to happen that is also great yeah who am i to decide that this is right and this is wrong yeah yeah, yeah. So this is eastern wisdom yeah this is the wisdom of bhagavad gita uh-huh. bhagavad gita says you are not the doer 5000 years before this was told by krishna mm-hmm. that you are not the doer at all everything is happening imagine this wisdom was said 5000 years before mm-hmm. so in a way in the blood of indian people in in the indian culture somewhere this thing of destiny is there yeah that okay maybe it was our destiny people don't mm-hmm. complain too much you know here in the west because they're doers you know they they think everything is in my control i can yeah. do this yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. so in some areas it is good mm-hmm. but in some areas you have to learn to let go also mm-hmm. because ultimately things are not in our hands so simple see life's wisdom is so simple yeah this is the ultimate yoga uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> now if you come to that point through hatha yoga mm-hmm. great mm-hmm. if you come to that come to that point from gyana yoga or bhakti yoga mm-hmm. or karma yoga or maybe something completely different mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that is the point to be okay <laughs> yeah okay <laughs> thank you very much for the time and the very interesting explanations you gave me i enjoyed a lot and uh i will have to think about <laughs> many things a bit yeah which is good see uh-huh. this is also my spiritual teacher emphasizes a lot that there has to be a right thinking mhm usually thinking is happening by itself right it's mm-hmm. not in our control mm-hmm. and mostly it is useless thinking <laughs> but the right thinking needs our attention mm-hmm. 
so whenever you will listen to it yeah. it will trigger a certain thinking yeah. ah so what is that what uh-huh. i am no guru please uh-huh. don't get me wrong <laughs> i am no guru i am a disciple yeah okay and i am also learning uh-huh. but because this is what our teachers told us so this is what i'm kind uh-huh. of telling you or yeah, that this is where we need to come to uh-huh. this is what also i am working on it but at least my sadhya is clear that uh-huh. so then i don't get fooled by unnecessarily things if somebody tell me okay asana is the only path i will say no that's bullshit mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. asana as you know maybe you know that it's to simply prepares you to sit mm-hmm. yeah. you know that yeah yeah asana and pranayam mm-hmm. is a process so that finally you can sit in meditation for longer times mm-hmm. so it is a tool once you are able to sit the tool is not needed mm-hmm. <laughs> you see yeah but no we have a whole industry behind it yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> in india they knew it uh-huh. that is only a tool that's why there is no industry behind it okay yeah because they know what is the sadhya yeah what is the ultimate yeah. goal so yeah. whichever tool asana mm-hmm. pranayama okay let's do really sincerely mm-hmm. but let's not make the main thing the the true yoga teachers when they think of yoga they never think of mm-hmm. asana and prana mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it's a whole package and they very clearly know what is the purpose to sit mm-hmm. because asan means to sit yeah. the actual yeah. meaning of asan is you sit comfortably mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. relaxly erect on moving you know the whole meditation process many times they expect that you don't move mm-hmm. So how is that possible when you have done a certain practice of asana mm-hmm. and pranayama that you are able to sit longer hours in cross legs I am glad mm-hmm. that until now you have been able to sit cross legs <laughs> very rare for a swiss person <laughs> so in that way sadhya should be clear mm-hmm. and whichever tool works for you you use that tool mm-hmm. but the focus is the sadhya the goal goal meaning goal is also too much heavy word it's like okay somewhere you know so enjoy the journey very mm-hmm. in some way it's not f- good to focus on the goal but if if at all there is a thinking happens that what am i really mm-hmm. aiming at then that should be at least clear you know it's not about doing the perfect asana mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. not at all again i will close this talk you see all these six three mm-hmm. and three six pictures mm-hmm. they are on enlightened some of the enlightened people from india yeah three of them i have known them personally but personally meaning physically okay. yeah and three of them not mm-hmm. all of them are enlightened masters and none of them have done an asana in their whole life mm-hmm. <laughs> but they would be known in india as yogis yeah yeah because yogi does not mean somebody who yes. can do perfect uh-huh. asana yeah yogi means who is in that state of union uh-huh. how doesn't matter some of them have reached through bhakti yoga mm-hmm. some of them have reached through gyan yoga mm-hmm. some of them have reached through grace yeah there is no f- standard highway uh-huh. autobahn to their place 
So yeah. what I'm trying to convey yeah. is that uh-huh. because the sadhya is that state of union. Yeah. Now how you arrive there, it's up to you. Uh-huh. And there's a whole bunch of ways to do that. Uh-huh. But then you have to find what is your way. Yeah. And then you stick to that. Mm-hmm. And on that way, as my master would say, enjoy the journey. Okay. Don't worry about the goal. Be patient. Trust the process. Trust uh-huh. the guidance of your master. And it may take one life, it may take 108 lives. Mm-hmm. Who cares? Mm-hmm. He says you enjoy the journey. In that enjoyment, maybe someday it will happen, you will not even know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Good. So I think that's what we end. Good, yeah. Thank you very much. You're welcome. Brahma, 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 Brahma,